Anyway, I think we're going to get right into it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode three of Talk Nerdy with me, the nerdy show about all things video games. I'm your host, Nicholas Merrington, and this week I'm joined by James Creel. How are you doing, James? I think you could have added in again, considering it's the second time in a row. I'm doing pretty good. I literally just got the uh, achievement for finally reaching the ghost rank in Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, wow. So I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Jeez, uh, I'm, I'm think I'm close. I'm not ghost rank yet. I just ranked up again though. What are you? Do you know what you were? No. Actually, to be fair, I can't remember what any of the other ranks no, no. were. I remember it's it's not like it's, <sighs> it's nothing to do with like a samurai. It's something to do with like a you know to do with being a ghost or something. Yeah, um, like they get to be more brutal, kind of like descriptors, kind of just like a, a, a I will do anything to win kind of vibe. Yeah. But kind uh, of thing. That's awesome. And and how's your public holiday? Oh, it was great. Finally, I had time to just relax even more so than I normally do. Nice. Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, I wish I had more holidays. Well, we always had more holidays so we could play video games because that's Pretty what much. this podcast is about. If you didn't know, this is the Talk Nerdy With Me podcast, the podcast that revolves around all things video games. Um, if you want to join us, uh, you want to chat with us, you want to discuss with us, you can reach us at the email talknerdywithme21 at gmail.com. If you want to write in with a question or an answer to any of the questions we that's talk cool. about on the show, or if you want to add a topic for the weeks to come. Um, but welcome to this episode where we're going to be covering three main topics. Um, first of all, we're going to be diving into some of our opinions on the Spider-Man exclusivity deal with Sony uh, for Marvel's Avengers. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about what we've been playing. And finally, we've got a little game James and I are going to be playing, which is basically a, who are your five favorite developers in a sense, but with a twist as well. Um, and we'll explain that more later when we get there. But for now, um, we're going to start off with another icebreaker. And uh, this week, we just had another um, cyberpunk stream from CD Projekt Red. What do they call it? Not, not City Wire? Uh, not City Wire. Yeah. Not City Wire episode two. Yeah. And they dropped a, uh, that's the wrong email. They dropped a trailer for um, the different life path options. Um, they, they were basically saying there's like three options that you get in the beginning of the game. Of yeah. Like where your version of V starts out. Um, so there's the Nomad, which is like you start outside the city in the Badlands you um and you something happens and you leave your home to go into night city the second option is a yeah. corpo where you work in the corporate world you know with like a um white collared kind of job um and some basically white collar crime and then yeah. eventually you go to like straight up murder because yeah. who knows <laughs> and and then a street kid um oh, when tax evasion becomes you, you literally live on the streets and you know the streets very well apparently um, so the icebreaker question is just, James, in, in Cyberpunk 2077, based on what you've seen so far, which of these three backgrounds are you going to choose? The Nomad, the Street Kid, or the Corpo? Part of me is very interested to try the Corpo, because the Corpo like feels the Corpo feels like the one that's going to be very much ingrained in what could only be a Cyberpunk type of future. Because mm. Cyberpunk is often defined by like corporations running everything. Like, there's no more governments. Everything's just dystopianly run by the wealthy. Which, I mean, is more or less kind of what's happening now, but not to the extent of a cyberpunk world. So, I mean, being like someone that came from that seems like kind of interesting because then you get all the perspective of someone who lived in that instead of living, you know, a lot of stories are set, someone who was from the slums or <clears throat> oppressed by that. I don't know. It just seems like a very interesting and very like the one that isn't fully existent in our world as a kind of lifestyle that exists now. Yeah. So I feel like it'll be interesting. But I mean, I could change my mind when the game comes out. I'll see how they describe them in yeah. the selection menu. <laughs> um, I'm actually different. I I'm really keen on the Nomad. I like the idea of like coming from outside the city in. And I think yeah. for how I want to play the game, it'll make sense because you come into Night City and you don't actually know it yet because it's a new game. Um, I feel like a nomad will make most sense with that um, story-wise, but like if you were a street kid, for instance, I would expect that your character should know the streets and me jumping into the game, especially it being an RPG, um, me jumping into the shoes of a 
supposed street kid that knows the streets and I don't know the streets. I think for me that doesn't fit so well. Um, a corporate, I guess you I can get- make the excuse that they're so used to like their home and the buildings. They don't actually know the city, but I like the idea of the nomad. I think it sounds so cool as well. It's just um, kind of having a place in the Badlands uh, rather than... Well, I mean, I ones. think you kind of lose your place though. That's yeah, why yeah. you could leave. I imagine so. So I mean, you, you kind of like if even if you go back, I feel like you're still gonna get attacked. Yeah, yeah, no. By the fact, I don't I think, think you're so gonna too. be like friendly with people in the in the Badlands. Yeah, but I feel like you'll have more of a reason to go back. Um, Possibly, yeah. Ones. But I think there's gonna be missions they'll send you there regardless. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. for me, the, the one thing on that though is I like I look at it like it's the same as say when you started GTA Five. Technically speaking, Franklin, Trevor, and Michael all should have known Los Santos like the back of their hand, but we had to use the GPS all the time. Yeah. Like, for me, despite like, well, I agree with what you say, like the Nomad feels thematically like it suits where the player's head is at and with their knowledge versus yeah. At least in the, the beginning character. of the game. Yeah. yeah. But I think like it's, it's, just a, it's just a gameplay thing that's kind of normal. Like yeah. if you look at every other game. I think that if it, if it was a game you were going to have well, obviously, it is a game a lot of people are going to play multiple times. I'm not necessarily yeah. someone who plays it multiple times, but so far, I would assume the not correct the the way that kind of makes the most sense to play it, just from that point of view of knowing the map would be play Nomad on your first run, second run probably a Street Kid because now you know the map better. Um, Corpo maybe second or third, but um, <clears throat> but I mean that is that is me thinking of very hard of like oh to do yeah. it knowing the map and stuff, but. Other than that, it still it still really um, interests me the idea of the nomad. Um, mm. I think I'm not really phased by the the corpo one that much. Um, but yeah. sorry, I'm just gonna check something. Someone told me that there was a possible rumor of Cyberpunk having some stuff where the devs aren't happy with the melee combat gameplay right now. Uh, didn't didn't they take something out? Well, what did they take out recently? Was it wall running or was it some yeah. melee combat? Uh, yeah, no, they took out wall running. Okay. They said it just didn't um, mesh, I think, with the systems they had. Like, it just kind of broke some systems and they just decided rather it was better to take it out. But yeah, there's a thing here that Cyberpunk 27 developers are not 100% happy with melee combat. So they're spending a lot of time right now trying to perfect it. And like, I mean, to be fair, melee combat in a first-person game is normally difficult. Yeah, well, can you like what, only, what first person games have a focus, focus on, on melee. melee combat? Would you say uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance, uh, the Dead Island games, Dying Light? But that kind of isn't fair because Dead Island and Dying Light are both by Techland. Yeah, um, I guess you could posit GTA has some because of the first person mode. Yeah, but yeah, there aren't many games that do it. But that's because it, it never really works out that well. Just think about any first person shooter. If you do anything melee, it's like a very static, just yeah. one note slash or punch move. It's but not this isn't a very a, dynamic system. It, th- this being an RPG, though, I feel like it's not going to be like Kingdom Come that I've heard of, oh. which is similar to Ghost. That it doesn't work on a you, the, your, it gets easier. It's that you actually learn how to play the systems they've created. Yeah. So like apparently, like Kingdom Come. Correct me if I'm wrong. You start off. You, you in the beginning of the game yeah, is the exact the same as you late game, but you just learn how to fight or how um, to handle certain enemies. You learn as a player, but also Henry gets better. Okay. So you train to the point that, um, like, for instance, a thing might be such as you don't wobble as much holding a sword because you're more confident in it yeah. and you know what to look for. So maybe you know what to look for so the timing becomes a little bit more generous because you now can see that. And by that point, you also have much better gear, which also helps you because now you have a shield and a big sword instead of just a big sword because now you're, you've made money and you're not a poor peasant anymore. Yeah. It's, there's lots of systems in Kingdom Come that, that feed into how combat works. And that game was, yeah, I don't think even CD Projekt Red is going to go for something that yeah, realistic. Exactly. I think it'd be an RPG. They, they want it to just be a, a combat system within the story they're telling. I think the focus is more yeah. on the story and building your character than it being a, a, a first-person game about using swords specifically. Yeah, but importantly, biggest game with first-person and... The game with horrid melee combat is Skyrim. That melee yeah. combat is horrible. And Fallout. that's the thing. First person, yeah. But Fallout doesn't focus on melee combat that much. There's not. You don't really often find people purposefully playing builds of first of uh, melee combat. 
while Skyrim, a good portion of their weapons are one-handed or two-handed weapons and shields and stuff. So it kind of is built with that in mind. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, but it, it's just not a very easy thing to get right because it just, it always ends up being flailing and hoping your hitboxes line up. Mm. I'd be very interested to see what happens with Vald then. Um, like where, where Obsidian kind of goes with, with the melee combat, like, do they go for like a kingdom come kind of vibe, you know, where it's more about get being good at the system so. or is it more of the Skyrim or Outer Worlds direction I, of just simple attacks? Mainly because it's avowed is looking like it's going to be kind of Skyrim-y, but I think they're going to put a bit more effort into making it less floaty, I hope, because like they've got the thing where you see it's one hand had magic and one hand had a sword. Yeah. So whatever you're doing, you're going to be able to dual wield or... Uh, vary by hand what type of attack you're doing with different things. So I don't know how, I can't say at all how in-depth that, that combat system is going to be. So it's, yeah. it'll be interesting to see, but I don't even know what the systems of that world is because I've never played the Pillars of Eternity stuff, so I don't know how that world's magic system works. Mm -hmm. So so you're telling me your answer is, from, from all that, it's, your answer is Corpo. Pretty much. <laughs> yes, but that, this was a tangent about Cyberpunk possibly having problems yeah. and the worry I feel at another possible delay, but I'm pretty much certain that it won't be delayed. Did, did you see but the yeah. Halo delay? Halo Infinite delay? Yes. I'm not surprised I, by it. I, I just wonder what Xbox's flagship uh, title is going to be then, you know? I don't what, think what it matters What game are you buying the much. console for? Well, it's like everyone's kept saying, they're selling the subscription service. The console is kind of a secondary thing. Yeah, like, but do I you think, think people people have said for years that game manufacturers don't make their money on the consoles? They often make a loss on the consoles, and they yeah. make their money on software. Yeah, but so it's the install base and the subscription services that matter. I, I mean, I assume Game Pass will have like everything available on Xbox One will be available on Xbox Series X. I just yeah, wonder like, how many of those games at launch will have the smart delivery ready. You know, how many of them will actually play better? Um, to make, make you want to get an Xbox Series X on day one. Yeah, I th I think there's I think most games that actually take advantage of Xbox Series X and PS5 that aren't Sony exclusives are going to mainly be in terms of better frame rates, more stable 4K, yeah. and uh, shorter loading times. Only PS5 games, simply because of Sony limiting them to PS5, are probably going to fully take advantage of it in the first few years of this. So, I mean, only like Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War 2, and Spider-Man Miles Morales, at the very least, will see, like, do, like, fully just mm. next-gen-only stuff. It's funny you mentioned Spider-Man, because he happens to be our next topic. Um, as, wow, what a segue. <laughs> as revealed earlier this week, uh, or you guys will get this a few weeks later, but basically, um, they've announced that Spider-Man will be an exclusive character on the PlayStation 4 version of marvel's avengers or just the playstation version i'm sure you'll probably come up when the ps5 is out um but anyway we i just want to ask a few questions and first of all um james what do you think of spider-man coming to marvel's avengers um as well as that being an exclusive deal to playstation i mean i think everyone kind of looked at it like he was probably one of the no-brainer characters that would eventually show up when yeah. they announced that they'd be releasing free heroes down the line so, I mean, I think we also already know about Ant-Man and Hawkeye now. Um, so I think Spider-Man was an obvious choice to definitely be there because everyone knows him. He's the most... Yeah, even despite the MCU, he's probably still the most, like, brand-recognizable superhero. Yeah, aside from maybe between Spider-Man and Batman. Like, he's just instantly recognizable to everyone. So I think it was just... Yeah, it was kind of obvious he would come. As far as the exclusivity deal, it's... It's really difficult to say. Like, part of it is that we know that Sony most likely went to Marvel with this deal and asked them, hey, what would it take for us to get the exclusive rights to him in this game as well? Because, like, I've seen lots of people discuss it on other podcasts and other news and stuff, and there seems to be a bit of a debate about it, but I don't believe Sony owns the gaming rights to Spider-Man. Only the film they, rights, I think. They own the film rights. And lots of people I've seen actually go and claim that they do own the gaming rights, but considering Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, Lego Marvel's superheroes, none of those make sense if Sony owns the rights. Yeah. Considering Ultimate Alliance was like 
six months, maybe a year before Insomniac Spider-Man came out, Marvel's Ultimate Alliance 3 came out, and that was exclusive to Switch Yeah, with Spider-Man in it. So they definitely don't own the rights. This is some deal between Sony and Marvel and yeah. Square Enix by extension. I... <sighs> I can't remember the exact story behind it, but I remember I watched a, an interview with Ted Price, um, the I think the founder of Insomniac Games, and yeah. he he said, I'm trying to remember if it was, Sony basically approached him saying, look, Marvel's contacted us, and they've said that we're free to use any of their heroes, basically. Yeah. And he said to him, like, what hero do you want? And he went back to his studio, and they were he basically <clears> put the question out, like, what hero do you guys want to do? We can pick any. So looking at that, like I would assume, yeah, Sony don't own the video game rights to Spider-Man. Yeah. They obviously made a deal with Marvel to get the rights to any superhero they wanted. I mean, they could have possibly chosen the Avengers if they wanted. Um, I don't think they would have gotten a whole team. I feel like that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, especially if Crystal Dynamics were already working on... Um, yeah, this game, this game was announced from like, what was it, 2012 or 2014? That first teaser trailer oh, was yeah, years. Yeah. That was long ago. I can't remember what year that was. I'll have a look at it quickly because I'm sure you've got some thoughts still to carry on with. Yeah, so I actually, I, I disagree a bit with you. Like, I, I was actually surprised to hear Spider-Man coming. Um, I mean, I agree that, yeah, if any hero sh would have come or should have come, it was going to be Spider-Man because he's the most popular hero. Uh, but I just thought that with the with Spider-Man being on PS4, you know, the, the Sony exclusive... I don't think there was a chance of them putting him in this game because it would kind of um, confuse fans. And like, I believe it was about 2017 or 2016, it says. Okay. For the first reveal of that. So not as long as I thought, but still quite a while ago. And definitely before Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so I was thinking that um, if you look at the normal video game audience who, who don't follow the news for instance and they played spider-man on ps4 well now they see spider-man in marvel's avengers um i don't know if they're going to think like oh these games are all connected now and there's all this you know i, I don't is it the same version is it a different version i'm very confused i didn't think that they were gonna like even make that an option for anyone i thought they would just say okay cool spider-man belongs to sony well not belongs but is being used by sony currently until they're done with it so we won't put him in the marvel's avengers game because maybe that's just too much use of the character because now we're gonna have two versions of spider-man on video game consoles which to me sounds a bit confusing um so i didn't expect them to to use spider-man as a character um that to add on and especially the exclusivity deal i mean yeah i understand that sony have the spider-man game but like we said they don't own spider-man so what right do they actually have to keep him money their console a lot only? Of money. <laughs> yeah a lot of money that it's just down to money that's the thing they S sony's like we like with the discussion i think last week about sony is sticking to its guns on generations matter while microsoft's saying they don't so to to amp up sony's reason as to why you should care that ps5 is out it's not just their exclusives it's the fact that they are going to make sure that as much stuff as possible is better on playstation yeah to give you a reason this is one of those because i've seen another article sp speaking about the words playstation advantage is going to be words you're going to be hearing a lot because there's rumors that Sony's been spending an outrageous amount of money approaching as many developers and publishers as possible for exclusivity deals, either for games completely, like um, Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, Deathloop. Yeah. Both are timed exclusives, I'm going to say. I might be wrong, but they're exclusive for at least their launch on PS5. And I, apparently they've been doing that with lots of other studios as well. And this Avengers stuff is just another thing that they've done. Yeah. They're trying to make PlayStation be the ultimate place by making sure that anything they can get their hands on is with them first. It's not overall consumer friendly, but it's definitely incentivizing PlayStation a lot. Yeah. And, and it's definitely just for the money, I'd say. Um, yeah. No, this is definitely money based. They're yeah. paying people for this stuff yeah um but yeah so i'm i'm not particularly happy for the poor xbox users who like, like and pc and pc people who only have an xbox and love spider-man but then again 
Um, it is tough because I mean, Spider Man already, the Spider Man game is already exclusive to PlayStation. So if you yeah. wanted to play it, you'd have to play it on PlayStation. And now people make an argument that if they want to play Spider Man in another game, they also have to play it on PlayStation. So I, I kind of get both sides. I feel for the people who don't have a PlayStation and who love Spider Man. But like you said, that is Sony just giving them more incentive to go get a PlayStation, yeah. you know? Don't carry on with Xbox unless there's a reason to stay on Xbox. Um, but I mean, that's the thing, though. They, we saw with lots of people online saying things like, lots of people hate this move, but lots of people that own a PC and Xbox and a PS4 said, well, I was going to get this on Xbox or PC, but now because Spider-Man's there, I'm going to buy it on the PS4. Yeah. And Sony gets a percentage of the sales that are on its console. Yeah. For the licensing for the PlayStation. Do you think that um, there'll so be any... So it makes sense they want to encourage more sales. Do you think there'll be any Xbox-exclusive characters? I don't know. I mean, since Square Enix is open to doing it, evidently Microsoft could approach, but it's up to them whether or not they do it, I guess. Yeah, I but imagine... if they do, I, mean, I don't know who's, who's big enough to rival the get of Spider-Man. Exactly. I imagine Phil Spencer, though, if they were going to, the next day after the announcement would have called up Crystal Dynamics and just been like, look... Can we chat? You know, let's make, let's make a meeting. Um, I mean, it's not unheard of. Yeah. Uh, they had the deal with Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics for Rise oh, of the nice. Tomb Raider. Yeah. I think a lot of people were also pointing out that exclusivity deal and saying how lots more people were outraged over that than they are over this. But I think that's partly because, one, that was an established game. that That was a sequel to a game that had come to everything. And now suddenly its sequel was being locked. While the so people don't actually there's no investment to say, hey, this is completely unjustified because we've never had a game like this before. Mm-hmm. And I mean Spider-Man was already a PS4 exclusive game. Yeah. So there's kind of there's this kind of precedent for it, which I think has lowered the outrage compared to Tomb Raider. Yeah. Um, and, and then the next question is, how do you think Spider-Man will play? Like, how do you think they'll, they'll adapt him for this style of game? Cause it's obviously not an open world. It's not a, a Manhattan for him to swing around. It might be environments that don't necessarily have skyscrapers. Yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of his movements going to work very differently. Everyone else seems to have like, you know, standard jump and stuff, yeah. but Spider-Man or flight, but Spider-Man specifically has a lot of like shoot webs, pull him towards things. Like, a lot of his movement is based around that and swinging. I pray that he attaches to things. If, if they go the skybox route and just say, no, no, screw it, he just attaches to the ceiling, to the sky, and just swings around, I, that's much more arcade and I think that'll be really weird, considering everything else yeah. being much more kind of almost MCU slash, you know, realistic as far as superheroes can be. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be probably similar to like, he'll probably be the most similar to maybe Black Widow. I don't know how she plays, but considering she's one of the main, like, you know, just hand-to-hand combatants with gadgets. So I'd say he's probably going to be similar to that and Captain America, but maybe a bit more acrobatic and with, you know, obviously whatever throwables or distance strikes they have for them replaced with web shooter stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the gameplay from the beta, but from what I've seen, Black Widow has like a grapple hook and she has like a, a swinging ability. So I imagine it's, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's all kind that. of built in. And like, I think, um, what's it, Kamala Khan? Um, Kamala has, Khan, yeah. She has like her hand will stretch and grab to something. Like those are their versions of movement, the way that it's like Iron Man will fly, Hulk will jump, Thor will fly. So they've built those yeah. in already. So I imagine they could just you know, copy-pasted onto Spider-Man in the sense of he could attach to certain objects, but I imagine that it's not going to be as, like... Um, you, I, I don't think the movement will be as free as it is in Marvel's Spider-Man. Um, I don't... I think not, probably not. I think it'll be more about using your webs to get from A to B, but then when you're in a fight, then maybe it'll be like the triangle move in Marvel's Spider-Man where it's like you can uh, web to an enemy across the way and pull yourself to them to move around you know, very quickly. I don't think it'll be about like getting to a hard place, swinging down, beating some guys up, going back up, um, which I'm, yeah. I'm actually not that excited for after playing Marvel Spider-Man. I don't think it'll be as fun. Um, I'd like, I don't know how well he's going to adapt to this style of game. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. It's a thing. Like 
but I guess once again with like Marvel's Ultimate Alliance and stuff, Spider-Man has existed in other games plenty of times before. Yeah, it's just a thing of this is their gameplay. This is as if he fits with their gameplay, then he fits with their gameplay, and you can't really expect him to fit the style of gameplay from another game he was in. Yeah, so it'll be very interesting. Um, but we got a little bonus question. I just wanted to put out, James, if if you could add one hero to, if you could pick a hero um, to be to join the roster of characters Marvel's Avengers, but it has to be a hero that hasn't been announced as of yet. Um, who would you pick? If only this game was rated 18. Oh, I'd pick Deadpool. I didn't if this game was rated 18, <laughs> if it was rated 18, I'd pick Deadpool. Without it being rated 18, I'd probably say Moon Knight or Squirrel Girl, just because they'd be so different compared to everyone else. I don't know Moon Knight. Moon Knight is basically Batman. Of uh, the MC of the Marvel universe, except he was brought back to life by the Moon God Kushu from Egyptian mythology, and he wears bright white and attacks people at night oh. because he wants them to know he's coming. Okay. He so unlike gives... Batman, his sense of fear is that they can see him and they know the unstoppable Moon Knight is coming for them, and like. He's just pretty interesting. He's kind of also deranged. I was about, so. <laughs> I was about to tune you, but I, I'm wrong. The, uh, the first oh, the picture when you Google him, there's one of like him with Batman, and I was like, wait, is he DC? And and then I was about no, to like not. be like, James, what are you going on about? And then I see, yeah, it's about Marvel. Um, uh, yeah, by by his combat style and his look, he's very he's more similar to Batman um, in his fighting and stuff. While Iron Man's more similar to Batman in wealth. Yeah. Well, I've but, yeah, I for, find it fun. For me, I've got two answers in the sense of one one being a bit silly and then one kind of being like just a bit no more normal. A, a pretty normal answer. I'd, I'd say I want to see Wolverine. I know he's not an yeah. Avenger, but I think his gameplay would be really cool in this sort of system. I think almost all Marvel characters at this point have probably been an Avenger at some point. Yeah. Um, but I think he'd be really interesting. Like the what you could upgrade, mm. you could change. Maybe you could change what his claws look like. Come, I don't know. Or like... I mean, and there's obviously so many skins for Wolverine and that, so it could be cool. But um, the the other answer I have, which I guess is not that silly, but I'd say Quicksilver, just because I want them to, I, I want it to break the game. I want to see how would you um, create a character that can go faster than everyone else when everyone's playing in real time. You know, you can't yeah. slow everyone else down. So you're gonna allow the player to actually like have to be, you know, quick reaction time with running quick through this world while everyone else is fighting. Or how would they, how would they get that? So. Yeah, I, I think a speedster is someone that could only really be done if this was a linear single player game, or not yeah. linear, but a single player game. I think as soon as it was introduced, as soon as it's live service like it is, I don't think you can do something that's that broken. Unless, do you remember in um, Ben Ten on PS2, Ben Ten Protect of Earth, when you played as Accelerate, how you could hold oh. circle and then you would move the little like um, the little like icon that would pop up around and wherever you moved it or like to like the path you moved it along he would yeah. then run along that path i mean they could do something like that they could and i mean it it would be interesting mm. but i think it might be like one of the biggest nightmares to get like the service to work with that yeah <laughs> so, that. so i'll send that one to crystal dynamics um just to break your guys game a little bit more uh, i think that could be quite cool as though you're insinuating the game's broken right now. <laughs> what? I'm sure nothing's Breaks broken. A bit more. Don't you know that games like Marvel's Avengers are always perfect on day one? You know, oh, Des- yeah, just like Destiny Anthem was, One. Anthem, Anthem was the poster child for perfection. Exactly. <laughs> oh, um, no, that, that's not going to be good. But yeah, we're going to get moving on now to the next sub, uh, next topic, um, and that's what we've been playing. And James, I'm guessing you've still been playing Ghosts. Yeah, still playing Ghost, and now considering getting Greedfall and Resi 7. <laughs> nice. Uh, and no, you, I need to go for that game soon. How far are you in Ghost now? Without spoilers, uh, because I, we, we've both been through a lot of spoilers recently. I've opened up the third region. Okay, and same. I've done. I've, I've got my allies back into the third region. Oh, really? Okay, you're further than me then. I've done. That's not really a spoiler to say that no, I've no, got. No, that's the- fine. So that's where I am essentially. Yeah. No, oh, no. and I completed Lady Massacre's tale. Nice yeah. ending. Okay, I still have one more left for hers. Yeah, I imagine I'll yeah. get it soon. Um, 
Are you how, and and how are you enjoying Ghost so far, or still? I love that. I don't know if it's realistic weather-wise to say that it goes from all of this like nice, lovely nature to suddenly frozen. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know how realistic that is on this sized island. But at the same time, I'm like, it's a really cool, different biome. Yeah. But at the same time, it becomes much more boring, much faster because there's there's not many variations of ice that you can do. Yeah, you can't have like red ice and purple and yellow ice. Compared to the forests down below, there's not many variations of frozen wasteland. Mm. So... Uh, but it is a cool change of pace for the end. And it does feel like, you know, there's very little left to do in terms of your allies' missions and stuff. And it does, looking at the titles of the main missions, it feels like it's going to be, if you did it straight, it would be a much shorter um, series of main missions than yeah. the rest. So this is definitely like final third, if not less, heading straight to the climax. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm also playing Ghost, um, also in Act 3. Early on, I mean, geez, it was a bit of a roller coaster going from Act Two to Three, I must say. Yeah, but that that wasn't a great set piece. Yeah, it was actually really cool, and um, I'm really enjoying it. I'm excited to play more. Uh, I feel like I I feel like I'm ready for the game to kind of come to an end. I can kind of see where it's going, but um, sure, I, I still love exploring the world. And like I agree, the, the snow area is is not my favorite, but I like the I like the variation again. Like I said last week. I don't know what they would do in the next section. I kind of guessed snow, but I was like, you know, each section's meant to be different from the other, and they definitely differentiated this one from the last one. Um, so I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and other than that, I, I've obviously been checking on my Animal Crossing. I'll have you know that the Turner prices aren't doing well, in case you're wondering. So not you much know, I was to report. To see if the Turner prices had gone up. This is this is like how how I guess some investors watch the stock market with bated yeah. breath. I think <laughs> they check more than once a week to see how the Turner prices are doing. I always wonder if they've maybe assigned the price of turnips to reflect a real world commodity. Maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's like or, or it changes every week. You know. You think Nintendo is modeling the Turner prices after like the price of crude oil? Yeah, or like Bitcoin or something. You know. <laughs> get sanctioned by saudi arabia and their crude oil suddenly just spikes or drops you think Nintendo's like oh quick change the turnips mm-hmm. oh I, I that would be oh, actually that'll be hilarious if someone tied all their stats to real life stock prices the thing and suddenly is... something they thought would be certain crashes and the most rare item in their game becomes worthless the thing is there is a um there's like an online thing you can use where you enter your Turner prices over a period of time and it kind of calculates where it's going to go next or when to expect like a peak. I haven't Who used it, that? but the fact that you can use that means that there has to be some kind of thing behind it. You know, it's not just yeah. some, it's not just, there's it's definitely not just an algorithm behind formula. it. It's not just like one random function, like a polynomial being like, oh, it's just going <laughs> to. I, I can't believe someone made that. Yeah, I know. It's pretty Actually, cool. To be fair, I. To be fair, I can believe someone made that. We've got Rule 34 of the internet for clouds. The fact that someone made a stock market predictor for the Turner prices in Animal Crossing I, I is genuinely, probably the thing. I genuinely think it's based on something. Not not actually, I'm saying this as a joke, but, but it'll be so it's cool. Studio, it Nintendo's share prices. If, yeah, imagine. No, but <laughs> yeah, they fluctuate then, eh? I mean, I've gone days where it was like 99 bells and we've gone up to 555 and then down to 60, you know. But I guess Nintendo yeah, hasn't had many exclusives this year, so maybe maybe that's realistic. I wouldn't know, actually. <laughs> I, I don't look at gaming stock markets that much. No, no, me neither. I look at turnip stock markets. Those are <laughs> the only ones that matter, James. How else am I going to get my money? i got to pay Tom Nook, you know. Oh, yes, nothing like paying the crooked mafia, Don, for, yeah. for forcing a loan on you. Uh, I realized, I think I actually did say yes. I think when you upgrade your house, he's like, hey, do you want to upgrade your house again? Take out another loan? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I just want the next upgrade now. There's no point in waiting, actually. Yeah, let's face it. In Animal Crossing, if you're not in debt, your life has no meaning. <laughs> exactly. Well, then there's no reason to turn on the game. That's literally the gameplay loop is pay off your debt and make your island look prettier while you do it. Really sad that that sounds like real life. <laughs> Oh no, but it's so much fun, <laughs> and you can find flowers. <laughs> Go say that when you next when you get your own first house loan. <laughs> true, true. 
Um, I can't wait to go to work to work off this loan. <laughs> it's like real gameplay. I'm living Animal Crossing. It's like Persona Five. It. It's like oh, I wish I wish Persona Five was like real life. I wish every day I could only choose one thing to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish I could start school as a normal Japanese kid and then go and kill demons. Mm, or I wish I was just braver for eating a giant burger, you know? Oh, yes, get my guts up. Oh. To be uh, fair, that would increase your guts in two ways. Bravery and you'd get fat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's what we've been playing this week. Uh, nothing new, really. Um, but I feel like there's maybe one week... Met, uh, probably a week left for each of us in ghost until we've completed the main story i would assume um, i'm still planning to 100 that game yeah yeah me too i'm planning on going through with the platinum um, yeah me too which means just, i need to go and get all of the inari shrines the shinto shrines the pillars yeah same just a hot a, springs just a side note did you see the the trailer for the grounded update for last of us part two i did you, it's really interesting i also like that there's just like a the um damn what's it, what is it again the permadeath where it just says you survived 59 minutes and it's like it feels like it's partly rewarding you and shaming you at the same time i don't think i'll do permadeath i don't think i'll make it far oh away. no uh, it uh, depending on whether or not you can modify it if i did a permadeath run but on easy mode yeah it might be fun to just do it and see if you could yeah but Oof, the intensity of doing that on like hard or survivor or whatever the difficulties were yeah but the modifiers look really cool like i'm i'm, I'm keen to mess around them and i want to do a second playthrough of the last of us part two eventually obviously and work towards the platinum yeah. but my, my other problem with the platinum is like like you did with on after you did your first playthrough you went back and replayed certain chapters just to get the collectibles yeah and i don't really want to do that but if i can mix up gameplay modifiers and put a cool filter over it then i'm more than happy to go spend like a few hours doing that yeah, my, my only reason for doing it that way was just because I wanted to, to be able to run through the story in my second playthrough without touching collectibles at all. Yeah. Simply because I didn't like the pacing the first time and felt collectibles made that even worse. Yeah, I want to do that so as by, well. by ignoring them, it made it easier. Mm. So that was like my main reason. So I wanted, But I wanted the trophy and I didn't want to play it three times. <laughs> so. Yeah. So it was just level by level. But they bring in more trophies, so you're going to have to get back in there. Nah, screw it. I got the platinum. No, it doesn't matter. No, it does matter. <laughs> this is probably going to be like the same with um, Last of Us Remastered, where there's Last of Us, yeah. uh, Left Behind. Uh, no, Factions was included, so it was Left Behind. And I don't know if there's a third one. There might have been a... I think there was a Grounders trophy one. Was there was a Grounders trophy list, I think. I, I, I think it was just New Game Plus, wasn't it? You, you had to play the game on Grounded to get the platinum trophy. For the original trophy list, don't you? Oh yeah, maybe, maybe it was. I think there may have been a new game. There may have been, yeah, you may have, maybe a new game plus one, but it was yeah. just difficulties. So if you did grounded plus, you'd just get them all. Yeah, but I don't think those came with platinums. The highest no. they went was gold. There was never a platinum for those sub ones. Yeah, only the original game. Had, yeah, had so I, I don't need to do it to get the platinum. I'm already secured. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh we're going to move on to the next section and this one's going to be a lot of fun so basically the topic i wanted to do in the show was what are our top five favorite developers each and i thought that yeah that's cool but that doesn't bring much excitement to to the episode so instead what i've done is i've put a or created a bit of a game a bit of a scenario so james and i have each happened to start our own video game console we have our own company i don't know what our console's names are i mean we can give them names if you want james should we uh i have not put thoughts into that no nah, me neither i can try i mean i'll just use mary as a way i'd say the the uh the mary boy that'll be my console um uh, <laughs> do you want to think of yours while i read read what the game is um so i'll let you guys yeah, know so basically we each have our own console and for some reason we can pick any five studios that create video games as first party studios um, we don't have to worry about costs. We don't have to worry about who they currently own by. Um, and we're going to just be going through. And the rules are that we can't have the same studio. Um, so once the studio is picked, it's eliminated from the options left. Um, when you pick a studio, you got to say what kind of games you'd have them create for you and why you pick them. Um, and yeah, I guess there's actually not much rules other than that. Uh, so I guess we can get straight into it. But I think we're going to have to flip a coin to see who goes first because... I feel like I know what your first pick is, and 
I feel like I feel like I know what I'll your want, first. I want them. No, but okay. Anyway, let's let's before we get into this. Do do you have a name for your gaming console? I'm gonna go with using Latin and use the word ludus, which means game. Okay, so we got so we got the ludus and we got the merry boy. So I'm just gonna ask Siri to flip a coin. Hey Siri, can you flip a coin? I'm not sure I understand. Oh, I'm worried. Flip a coin. Oh wait, I didn't ask you to. Uh, heads or tails? <laughs> heads or tails? <laughs> uh, uh, I hate these decisions. Let's just go with heads. Flip a coin. It's tails. Oh, so I get to go first. All right. So here's here's my predicament, James. So I know who your first studio you'll pick is, and I want them. My issue is, will you snake me and take my studio? I want. <laughs> If I don't take them first. No, there's a high chance of that. So that makes it tough. I, 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 I am vindictive that way. So how I thought about this is, first of all, up straight, I've got two studios that I just love and I want them. After that, I'm realistic and I'm like, I need studios that can give me a variety of genres yeah. that, can, that can satisfy all the Merry Boy fanboys, you know, so all my users are happy. Of course. Um, of course. All the fanboys. Yeah. So... I'm actually not gonna snake you. Um, I'm actually gonna gonna go with my your- selfish decision. And if I had my own console and it was the only console I could play on, I need my studio there. I need my favorite studio that is currently working in video games, and that is Insomniac Games because yep. they made Spider-Man in uh, Sunset Overdrive. I've played also on my laptop, and that is so like much a, fun. Uh, wait, that's like no, a no, they made Ratchet and Clank. Why do I keep confusing Sucker Punch and? Insomnia. Um, so so my first option so i'm just gonna write up a list so that we have it let me grab a little notepad um, get get yourself some good editing and you can put them up on on top of our pictures I mean, next I to could, our places i could just put the notepad over the screen and we'll record it but i'm not going to do that so i'm going to say or James you could just edit it in next to our faces next, so, so yours over there and mine over there so i'm going to take insomniac the reason i'm taking insomniac is i love okay i've loved i love every insomniac game i've played I love the movement they put in their games. I think it's so cool. Um, I think it's so so fluid, and it's like they, they make movement a gameplay mechanic. You know that is always incorporating all yeah. parts of the gameplay. I love the stories they tell. Even Sunset Overdrive had a quite a funny, entertaining story. But obviously, Spider Man had such a cool story, and it's my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Um, and for the games I'd have them make would be some third person action adventure games. Just you know. Keep keep at what they're good at. Um, keep doing what they're doing over at Sony. Currently, or so platformer, considering Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, so occasionally platformers as well, <coughs> but but I'd have them focus on third person action oh. adventure games. But yeah, that's my first. Absolutely, pick. Yeah, I get my first pick as well. Okay, let me let me just type it in here. So I mean, so yours you could, is you could say it. You could say it for me. You know who I'm going to pick first. Konami. That's a publisher. Then who made it? Oh, is it? What? Oh, I'm worried. I'm confused. Who who Technic- made Metal Gear Solid then? Well, I don't know if he were, if they were called it then, but it was Kojima Productions. Konami's the publisher. I've, I don't know if there's that's the thing. A lot of studios like Capcom, for instance. I don't know the names of any internal studios in Capcom. I just know of Capcom. While with other places, oh, we know of internal studio names. Well, it says here developers are Kojima. Uh, Kojima Productions and Konami Digital Entertainment. And that's how it's a developer. So I think they're still a developer. So I'll defend Yeah, myself. but as for whether or not their things are called the same. But I think anyway, you know who my first a- Anyway, I know. You can say it. CD Projekt Red. What? Of course. I mean, while you've got Spider-Man as your favorite game of all time, my favorite game of all time is still sitting as The Witcher 3 and Blood and Wine and Hearts of Stone expansions. Hmm. Like, literally, that game changed the way I viewed RPGs completely. Because before that, my main RPGs had been... <sighs> Actually, it hadn't been many. I hadn't gotten that far into RPGs yet. I was mainly still playing open-world games. So that was, like, my big at big intro to, open world, to open-world RPGs. And it was still probably the best one I've ever played. The only one I played before that was Skyrim. And this just knocked that out of the park. So, so, so you would obviously make them make rhythm-based games, yeah? Oh yeah, no, of course. I definitely want them to make mobile games. Yeah, I think their time's going to be best spent putting lots of microtransactions into everything. And you know, <laughs> I think story is something they should just focus less on. They just they yeah. just need to realize that they're not good at it. And just put all the like, games uh, on friv.com. 
<clears throat> obviously any time anything on that on my console on my Ludus made by CD Projekt Red will be gigantic single player open world RPGs and then any side projects that they have you know passion about like Gwent and the Thronebreaker Gwent game like you know if they've got passion for it then I wouldn't have a problem if I had the money to fund it nice cuz they so far I mean, they've just gone and gotten better and better with each game. They started with Witcher 1. It was meh, from what I know, from like reviews of it. Witcher 2 was so much better, and then Witcher 3 has become the gold standard of RPGs. Like In three games, they managed to make the gold standard. Like That is amazing. So, yeah, don't, CD Projekt. Don't forget their fourth game, only available on Netflix. You're confusing me. No, I'm just kidding about the Witcher TV show. Um, oh, I was, for a second I was very confused because I'm like, isn't there also a cyberpunk anime coming to Netflix? Yeah, but that's only next year, I think, or 2022 actually. Yeah, it is a while away, but for a second I was confused because I'm like, that's definitely like involved with the game. Well, I didn't think of The Witcher because it's, it's completely separate. Mm. Well, I'm going to go into my next pick and I'm glad that you didn't, that you took your pick or that you at least had a first option that I knew you would take because that allows me to definitely get my second option. I don't know if you know, or do you have any idea what my second option is going to be? I'm guessing Naughty Dog. Mm-mm. This really? is my, my second favorite developer. It is a studio that is one of the new-ish studios. It's still been around for a couple of years. And in my opinion, they've never made a bad game. Um, I'm going to take Respawn Entertainment. Fair um, enough. They, they'll make my, my first-person shooters and occasional third-person games like they did with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Sorry about the Flash. No, it's chilled. Um, so, yeah, that would be my second pick. I love, I love Titanfall. I love Apex. Um, I definitely have them making some kind of futuristic shooter with war running and power sliding and that kind of stuff. Um, so the Merry Boy so far has two really good devs um, under their belt. You stole my fourth pick. <laughs> you stole my fourth pick. Uh, so yeah, I'd definitely be taking Respawn as my second option. So, okay. So what's now, your second option? My second option, you actually didn't take them. My second option is another one that I just love because I've now got, so I've got Western RPGs. Mm-hmm. Now I need something else. I need JRPGs. I'm oh, taking yeah. Atlas, the creators oh, of, of Persona, Shin Megami Tensei, and whatever the hell type of game you'd class Catherine as. <laughs> They've got like the gold. They've also like Persona Five is the gold, one of the biggest like gold standards of turn-based JRPGs, and mm. yeah, I just can't imagine them like slipping up right now if they keep putting the same type of like work and effort into uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five that's coming to Switch and whenever the hell the next Persona comes. Because I mean, Royal came out and also just like Persona Five, I think Persona Five got like nines and tens. Royal got like mostly tens, I think. Yeah. Like, literally, they've been making just great games, like, highly critically acclaimed. And I just would take anything they make. And so I'd have them definitely building proper turn based JRPGs because you don't get too many turn based games anymore. And I want to make sure that those are provided. Well, I would be in your console if I want to play games that are less than 100 hours. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with my third pick. So. My third pick would have been CD Projekt Red, but you stole it from me, which is Aha. very awful of you. Uh, I could go weird directions with this. I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go in a direction that is not necessarily a studio that's my favorite, but it's a studio that I think will be important. And I'm gonna take From Software. Um, reason being, I don't necessarily want a JRPG studio, but I mean. I wouldn't call it a JRPG, but, you know, the, the Souls-like genre, I feel like, is a genre strong enough on its own to bring a whole group of people yeah. over to the Merry Boy, you know, over to the light side, as they like to say. People. You'd have a lot of people with a Soulsborne game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I would have them making uh, 2D platformers um, of the likes of Mar- <laughs> no, They'll definitely be carrying on with the Souls, Soulsborne, uh, Souls-like games. I am curious to see, because I think... Didn't they say like the guy that the the Miyazaki, the head um, creative director for From Software, is getting really over making these types of games, or was it just making the Dark Souls world in particular? 
I don't know. I feel like I remember hearing something. I'll be interested to see what they make after Sekiro, because this is going to be like since Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, they've made the same type of game, yeah. and only two of them have have majorly deviated in the came in the combat styles. Are they not but, making that game with um, George R. R. Martin? Oh yes, they are. Forgot about that. Elden Ring. They're, yeah, Elden Ring. But that could be open world for all we know. So. At least I don't know. I don't remember anything about that game being announced officially. But yeah, that's true. Sorry, I forgot about that. So maybe he's not as bored because this time he doesn't have to make up all the law. He's left it to someone who should be writing a bloody book. (laughs) Or should have at least written the last season. No, I'd like him to finish the books before he dies. (laughs) Okay, I'm also going to go a bit more out there. And I'm going to go with someone who can also, like you went, give you give you a shooter, can give me a shooter. I'm going to go with id Software for Doom. That's a good one. The last two Doom, the two new Dooms have gotten nothing but like big praise. Id also, they it wasn't a big game, and it commercially, I think, flopped, but the combat system was at least good because they stole it from Doom, was uh, id making the combat system for Rage 2, but like literally, it's done lots of great things with um, arcadey combat and with first-person shooters becoming like fun in a single-player sense, while also having an enjoyable multiplayer for people who want it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, it is definitely a good option in terms of like getting 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 a bit of the shooter uh, sadist crowd to come to come there, so that you can just have you know, while everyone in your game is busy. In your studio, is busy playing family-friendly stuff or getting completely destroyed by hard things. People on my game, on my console, will be having fun ripping demons in half with their no, they, bare hands. They can't make Doom. They can make the Doom-like game. Okay, true, true. It doesn't have to be Doom, but they can, they can play the average steroided guy running around after having too many injections that just suddenly starts ripping people apart because they look like aliens. Nice. Never said I'm going to be good at coming up with the concepts. I just said <laughs> I'd buy them. <laughs> Doom versus Master Chief. <laughs> I wonder who'd actually... Uh, yeah, no, Doom Marine would win. Yeah, no, I think Doom would win. Considering I haven't played it, but I watched a review where they mentioned that... a part of the doom eternal game is another portal to hell gets opened Mars. doom marine without saying a single thing gets into a like skyscraper sized cannon jumps in it presses the button everyone's like what the hell is he doing there's no way he'll live shoots himself at light speed from earth to mars (laughs) crashes through a building just gets up and walks off and just kills demons immediately. I love it. I'm just like, are you kidding? What it. the hell is that? But it's great. Um, so I think he beat Master Chief instantly. Let me let me just do a little quick Google search here. Because I want uh, to be what? correct on my next pick. Okay, this cool. Alright, so, so my next pick is is another one that's not necessarily one of my favorite studios, but it's a studio that I know will, will bring people to the console and will give them what they want in a genre that hasn't won't be provided by the previous three ones I have. Um, <clears throat> and that is Epic Games. I know they're huge, but I'm going to take Epic Games and ask them to make me something of the caliber of Fortnite and anything else they've produced. And also Epic Games back in the day made Gears of War, if I'm correct. Um, so they have yeah, some they experience... Yeah, they have some experience in some third-person cover shooters, which I think could also be really cool. Um, and I feel like they could work in, you know, there's it's such a... I, I don't know. I feel like if, if they weren't doing Fortnite, um, they would have a lot of other good ideas. And it would bring everybody to the Merry Boy and bring all the Merry Boy users together, you know? Just just like a happy yeah. family. I've got one that's going to... That's going to... Uh, I think you'll be sad for not picking... Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let me see if they... Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh... Now, this one definitely will... It won't bring everyone, but whenever a new game is going to get made, everyone will pay attention. Uh, my next pick would be Kojima Productions. <laughs> because you are selling anything based on that man's name, you will have an audience. 
True. Hideo Kojima will make anything as well. One thing none of your game series have and my studios have either is proper horror. Now, Hideo Kojima hasn't done it yet in a full game, but PT was enough for everyone to think he could be a master at making a horror game. And that's something neither of us has yet. And as well, he's got all the expertise in open world stealth games. He's got the expertise at uh, strand games. <laughs> you know, strand he, genre. He, he's undeniably the master of them, being he's the only one that made one. Exactly. So, you know, and also, he's got the biggest amount of celebrity friends <laughs> <laughs> who I can meet through him. <laughs> and that's. That's all that really matters, isn't it? Nah. So I want Hideo Kojima and Kojima Productions with that weird-ass spaceman skeleton symbol thing. I don't um, know what that logo is still. So so before we pick our, our last studios, just to summarize, so I've got Insomniac Games, Respawn Entertainment, From Software, and Epic Games. Um, yeah. and James has CD Projekt Red, Atlas, id Software, and Kojima Productions. Um, so... We into our last pick now, um, and I actually don't know who I want to go for. Who I have a series next to my list, but I don't know. This is tough. So I don't want to say I their know. names out loud. The the thing is, the next studio I'm going to pick is probably going to be one that's going to make me a third person action adventure game. Um, my issue is who and yeah, you're like which one? There's a few as well. I've got a, a few. couple, and I'm actually going to go a bit of a, a bit of a different direction. I was thinking of one of the the many many uh, Sony first party studios that make incredible yep. um, action adventure narrative third person games, but I'm actually going to go with Rocksteady um, because what they've done with Batman, what they look like they're going to do with Suicide Squad, would I imagine is going to be cool, and I'd love to give them all sorts of different kinds of characters that. Not necessarily I like Batman, but have certain characteristics um, that would fit well with the kind of games that the Arkham games were. Um, and I think it could be so interesting. And I've, I love all the Rocksteady games that I've played. Um, and I know I could go for Naughty Dog or uh, Sony Santa Monica, but I feel like those studios are so attached to the RPs they create, whereas Rocksteady, I feel like, could at least branch out and um, with new RPs, they, they could... I don't know. I think it'd be very exciting to see what they could do with the new IPs. I mean, you kind of say new IPs, but they're almost limited to the DC universe. That's fine. <laughs> but I then mean, you have like, countless different games and that. You could make stealth games. You could make yeah. power fantasies. You could make... Well, actually, every single superhero game is a power fantasy, I guess. Just mm. super power, super stealth power fantasy or whichever. Oof, you've left me now with like such a difficult decision. Do you want to know who's left on my list that I'm trying to choose I can, between? I could probably tell you who's on your list. I reckon you okay. got I reckon you got Naughty Dog, you got Sony yeah. Santa Monica, and you got Rockstar. Yes. I've also got Techland, Sucker Punch, 343, the Resi 2 Studio from Capcom. Because yeah, that yeah. Resi engine is great. Like the character models and everything look amazing in that game. Arcane, yeah, Obsidian. Sports. No, <laughs> never. I will leave the sports games. I don't care. I know they could make you so much money on like Ultimate Team and all of that horrid monetization, but no. I'll and I don't know which money. team it is. I don't know which team it is, but the Legend of Zelda team at Nintendo. Ooh. I don't know which team they are that made Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's Nintendo. I think I it's just. I think it's just Nintendo, which actually means they are up for grabs. Um... But no, they make. I'm sure they've got different teams working on different things. Yeah, different teams, but the the develop. I mean, the, the rule is just developer, and it says yeah, it's developed by Nintendo Entertainment Planning and Development, which is probably just. But that's, the, that's that's why I say it's not like fair. That's the same as Ubisoft. Ubisoft names all their studios Ubisoft, and then an area. True. Ubisoft Montreal. Ubisoft this. They've got to be different teams. Yeah. Which is why I'm like, it doesn't make sense to say that you take the whole the whole dev the whole publisher because that's more known as the publisher than and like the dev studios are within it yeah but so they're I'm, all separate ones still so i'm um, i'm just gonna say nintendo breath of the wild team yeah that was my one option but i'm still trying to think who to pick so i'm like oh is that your option i thought that was your pick no that's my option that was okay. my last option. i think overall 
I'd have to go with Rockstar just because they've got a caliber that they're known for. And like at the same time, you could allow that studio to make whatever they wanted. Mm. I could let them make a walking simulator and people would come to it because it's got the Rockstar North Star on it. <laughs> you could like, open up your video it, game conference with it, but then tell people it's just it's just the last game they made again. Yeah, you know, I, I could just keep selling them GTA on yeah. No, sorry. Uh, can't think of a ripoff to make Grand Theft Boat. Grand Theft Boat Online. There we go. GTB. Nice. <laughs> Literally, even sounds like the secondary version. Nice. Um, that that's a pretty good list. So so just to summarize, if you come over to to the Merry Boy, um, the number one console on the market coming in twenty twenty six, you can oh, find. Consoles will be as successful as the Ouya. Don't don't sell, don't sell us far. The Ouya is what we are bring, no, no, be on no, the no, level. No. Of. I mean, they bringing out a a like Game Boy like console with a crank. I mean, it's a gameplay feature, a mechanic, uh, whatever you want to. Call I don't it. think I heard of that. I don't remember where. Remember, I remember hearing <laughs> of that. Just don't remember when. Um. Anyway, so my five uh, developers are Insomniac Games, Respawn Entertainment, From Software, Epic Games, and Rocksteady. And James's five developers are CD Projekt Red. Atlas, id Software, Kojima Productions, and Rockstar. I think those are five pretty good lineups. I think that you have a lot of. Yep. Um, actually, I mean, how many of no? Only two of those are Japanese studios. Is Kojima Productions Japanese based? Yeah. Okay. It is. It. I think most of his staff is. I don't. Well, actually, I won't say most of his staff is. I'm just going to assume that a fair amount of his staff is Japanese. I'm pretty sure the studio is based in Japan. Okay. Nice, but I think no, we yeah. got. I think we got a good competition that's going to come between us when twenty twenty six comes. We're interested to see um, who. You know, it'll be fun. Who takes the cake? Yeah, you know, it'll be fun if we continue this by looking at the success in reviews of the games that these studios make, like a fantasy football league. Hmm. We can. We continue this by com- by competing with games going forwards and the success they generate. For each of the studios we've picked. So how do we pick the if, if some studios have some studios have more games than others? Do you get to pick like the three best games from that studio? I think we'll discuss the rules after this because this might not be the best time to sit in silence and think <laughs> the best problem, way the, the to make is, a fantasy football league out of chosen dev studios. If I was gonna make if we we're gonna do that game, I would have picked my my studios a little differently because yeah, For possibly. Instance, that is also Naughty Dog's games we... uh, scores are going to be much higher than um, Insomniac's. I mean, possibly. But we'll, but, cross, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk we'll, about we'll it off the show. I, thought, I was just thinking of it for a second. I was like, that might be funny. Yeah, we could make some kind of fantasy league. That'll be pretty cool. But before um, <laughs> before we end the segment... Um, Maybe if you do, you have any like honorable mentions you want to just shout out studios you you're thinking about or studios you'll maybe at least have a little bit of a relationship with for some for some exclusivity deals which everybody loves. Sony Santa Monica for you know a uh, big hairy dad game and mm-hmm. uh, big hairy dad game the prequel when big hairy dad was angry man yeah. <laughs> angry slasher man yeah ah. <laughs> uh. Um, no, I think I think it would mainly be uh, Sony Santa Monica uh, and maybe uh, Arcane because Arcane's also got very good level design in their games. Um, I'd go with Sony Santa Monica as well. I'd, I'd definitely keep Corey Barlog on my on my phone contacts. Um, <laughs> I'd also I'd, I'd stay close to Bungie. There's another one on my list just because they're another first person shooter studio, um, and I think. I've only got one studio that makes first-person shooter games or has made first-person shooter games already. Mm. Um, so I'd stay in contact with them. And then my my last one is um, Pixel Opus, who made Concrete Genie. I just love Concrete Genie. And I think it'd be That's cool fair. to have like a kind of smaller studio who can make the more um, indie kind of games. You know, It doesn't necessarily have to be indie, but just the smaller games that people still love. I think yeah. that'd be cool to have. But yeah. That's fair. Um, now, it, now that I look at it, there's just so many good like developers in terms of their caliber. Not necessarily yeah. in terms of their work practices, but their caliber. Yeah. Well, remember, we'll maybe maybe we 
we can tell them, look, your game can come out when it's ready. Like, you don't even have to put a release date on. You just put it out when it's ready. We don't need to build a hop because we're not here about money. You know, the Merry Boy um, does, is, it's not even, you don't even have to buy it. It's free, you know? <laughs> just go to your local shop, your local uh, shop that sells consoles uh, and you can just take great. it. <laughs> a local shop that sells consoles. Yeah. Well, I don't know. People, people might be listening to this all over the world and maybe they don't necessarily go to, Incredible Connection or Music or Toys R Us. I think your main ones worldwide will be GameStop and B Games. Just yeah. going to put that out there. <laughs> Probably. I think those are the main worldwide ones. <laughs> Except, actually, I don't know what the UK and Europe are. Now that I think about it. Me neither. Game? I'm not sure. Anyway, um, that actually wraps <laughs> up the segment. And that wraps up the last topic of the show. Um... And yeah, that's episode three of Talk Nerdy with me, guys. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and like wherever you listen, whether that's on your favorite podcast service or if it's over on YouTube. Um, and please do tell your friends to check out the podcast. Uh, this is the third episode. So make sure if you haven't seen episode one or two to go back and check those ones out as well. Um, and remember that you can follow us on Instagram at Talk Nerdy with me podcast. Uh, you also on YouTube. Um, and if you want to email us with a question, a topic for the show, or if you want to answer a question or let us know your five favorite game studios or what five you would pick if you had your own console, remember you can reach us at the email address talknerdywithme21 at gmail.com. Um, and you can reach out to us with everything, with anything and everything. Um, I'm excited to hear from you guys. And that pretty much wraps up episode three of the Talk Nerdy With Me podcast. Um, James, thanks again for joining me. Um, do you have no anything problem. you want to say before we go? Ah, that was a lot of fun, and I look forward to whatever happens next week. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be talking a bit off the air about um, maybe a bit of a fantasy league with the with devs and that. I think that could be really cool. We'll have to make some kind of rules. Uh, might be a bit tough, but we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah. yeah, that wraps up episode three of the Talk Nerdy with Me podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody, and I'll see you next week. Cool. Cheers. Bye. Hey, that was cool. I liked your picks. Yeah. Not as good as mine. <laughs>